Yogan friends. Welcome back. It's Megan here, the host of Maya, My Yoga Audio, where it's always a great time for your mind and your body to be on the mat. And today we've got another fabulous guest uh, on the show, Katie Blomberg. And if you're local here in Sacramento, chances are you know her, you've heard of her, you've been to her studio called Her Elevated where there are small, intimate fitness group classes um, dedicated towards women. And it's kind of interesting how she describes the space as how I would describe it. It's a 1300 square foot Shangri-La-esque sort of space, um, full of sunlight and really great people. And so before I actually even met Katie in person, I had been to the space before under a previous owner and had taught a couple of um, mm -hmm yoga classes there and then met Katie one day realized she was the new owner and all of these exciting things were happening and it's it's turning into a place if you follow her on Instagram it says um the house of elevation and so all of her posts all of her events everything that happens there has community in mind animals in mind the health and well-being of all living beings so Katie, welcome to the show. Happy New Year. We're recording this on your fourth anniversary of opening the studio. So welcome and thank you so, so much. Yes, thank you, Megan. I really appreciate you having me. And, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, I didn't realize it was the fourth year anniversary. So extra sweet that I get to spend it talking with you and reflect a little bit on the space on this special day. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. I wonder if you would kind of put into your, and ask everybody this, um, mm -hmm. to put into your own words who you are right now and what life is looking like. And if you had to have an elevator, <laughs> to right? what that would be. Well, honestly, you know, I really feel like I have my true foundation for the studio. And so I am just kind of writing that and me right now is trying to continue to grow that, to see how we can evolve more, to see how we can contribute more to the community, what we can provide more for our current clients and hopefully future clients and meeting those needs and really just um, expanding on who I am because this whole process has been such a learning curve for me that I feel like I can finally relax a little bit and enjoy it but then also grow it at the same time so um not just the fitness side but also you know we're also a wellness hybrid studio so we rent the space at the same time and just expanding on that and having more offerings um by independent instructors as well nice well i know yeah. yours um i was seeing and hearing about you before I met you, as I mentioned, and then walking by, I didn't connect that it was oh. one in the same place. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. So close to the food co-op, which is amazing because it's it's very central to where so much of our community lives and shops and eats. And um, you've incorporated that into your events that you've held there too. There's always local makers, um, artisans, services you know like I think I've been a nail technician the last time I was there oh yeah yeah <laughs> yep it's just like this incredible um community and I know that didn't happen overnight and I wondered if you'd give us a sense of kind of your journey to becoming who you are now like have you always been involved in fitness no no and I never even saw myself 
where I am now, which is kind of weird, maybe a, a tangent of it, right? But not to where it has arrived. So prior to all this, like after graduating college and stuff, um, I worked for a road construction company and I used to do marketing and assisting with the sales. And I travel a lot on the West Coast talking about different basically road preservations. So to existing roads and kind of conserving what, they're, what they already have. So I traveled around doing that and I really enjoyed it. It was at a kind of a pivotal time for me as far as like, I went through a breakup with this guy from Australia. And so being able to travel a lot was really helpful in kind of getting my mind off things. But then like with most things, I kind of hit a, a roadblock where I was like, you know, this is fun. It served its purpose. I can't really grow. I um, want more for myself. So I'm just going to leave and figure it out. So then I was doing like really random things like running dogs for this dog running company, um, traveling. I tried to work for this artist, really random. And I thought, okay, well, this is getting old. Like I would like a little bit more, um, uh, you know, um, cushion behind me and something constant coming in. So then I got a job at Franklin Templeton Investments working in the sales department, which I have come to find out sales is not my thing. Um, you know, you want it or you don't. So I, I'm thankful for that small window of opportunity that I had there, but um, that didn't last long because the whole kind of issue with that was that I wasn't feeling like I was getting a return on my investment of myself, right? So here I am dedicating this time and energy to something that I felt like was a little frivolous and um, it wasn't nurturing me. It wasn't giving me anything. It's like, you know, I went and I spent eight hours there and then what? Like it just wasn't, it wasn't doing much for me. So while I was going through that, I actually had simultaneously, um, created a stair running group because I love running stairs. So I, it was called glutes on the grid and we'd meet once a week um, downtown on the grid and we'd run stairs. And sometimes we would, when we'd meet on Saturday mornings, we get coffee afterwards, or sometimes we'd maybe grab some dinner afterwards. So I found that that was probably one of the happiest hours of my week was just leading this group of people, group of women typically to go run stairs. So I was kind of feeling the, um, the nectar that that was feeding me. And then at the same time, um, a friend of mine, he had gone through like a personal training course locally here and his girlfriend threw him a, um, like a celebration party slash workout thing. And I thought, oh, this is so fun. Like, I want to do this, you know? And while I was working at Franklin Templeton, I worked with a bunch of other women and they'd sit at their desk all day and they maybe would go get like food from the cafeteria. So it was just a lot of sedentary, a lot of like fatigue sitting, those funky lights. Like it just wasn't nurturing to the body, right? So, and I, I'm here like, no, let's go. We got to get out. We got to get some sun. Let's go for a walk. We have a little break. Um, so kind of all of that came together and I decided, you know what, this Franklin Templeton, it's great, but not for me. I'm going to 
have to choose my own course and I'm going to like go into this wellness and see what happens. Um, and I had gone through my own little like personal journey of, um, going through really, really terrible anxiety. I'd gained a lot of weight. Um, I was living in Sydney and I just had my own little like funkiness that I went through. And at that point, when I was working at Franklin Templeton, I had really changed in myself and um, got rid of a lot of the anxiety is, but you know, if you have anxiety, it never really goes away, but you can at least like help yourself with it and it can be lowered. And then I had lost some weight and all this stuff. So that's kind of what led me to where I am now is that like, I decided, okay, I want to help other women feel that way. I, I want them to know that they can take control of their lives and it doesn't have to be, um, if you're feeling stuck or if you're feeling funky, it doesn't always have to be that way. And so, um, yeah, I went from the road construction all the way to the personal training school. And then from there, um, that's, that was at the end of 2015 is basically when I kind of started that journey. Um, and then, um, I would say that, of course, I have to do things like my own way. So I tried to work at 24-Hour Fitness. I lasted a month. Um, I think I had an eye twitch, and the moment I quit, it went away. Um, it just, it was not me. It was not me, and I, that that is the typical route most people take, but I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. So um, I ended up working for some other smaller gyms and under those owners, if they needed me to sub their classes or do their personal trainings and got on with the gym at CalPERS. And um, that was a big building block for me. And so I kind of just put in my time with a bunch of different stuff around Midtown and ESAC. And then um, like you, I had I uh, taught a couple classes at Figure Eight Studio, which is now very elevated, and so um, that was where the opportunity came about to take over the space. Was the uh, kind of the business relationship I had with Alicia, the previous owner. So that's kind of the short-winded story of it. What I love about it is how how kind of quickly, like it might seem like you bounced around a lot, but I think you realized really quickly this is not for me, like, this is not working, let's move to this, and but this is not working, let's, and what is that path, it's rarely this, yes, I've known since I was five, I wanted to be, oh yeah, never. <laughs> you know, and some people have that, and I admire mm -hmm. so much, and I, I wish I could figure out the secret, but, yeah, <laughs> of us, it's just this, like, yeah, figuring out what feels good, and then trusting, mm -hmm. that, right, because yeah. I had a similar, um, experience in terms of yeah teaching in, in various places and, and nothing feeling right or it might feel right for a little while and mm -hmm. then like I'm still in the place of figuring it out so for now this podcast this like sharing yoga and health and wellness and fitness um with the world in this format and then you know occasionally doing private stuff and this conversation is making me think of you know, opportunities that, that her elevated because people ask me all the time, like, where are you teaching? Or when are you going to teach again? I'm like, maybe we should do a prop up. It. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't hurt to try. And, you know, I used to get really um, frustrated and irritated with myself about taking so long to figure it out because it's frustrating. You know, it, sometimes it's thrilling and it's fun, but it also gets old. And 
um, I just realized like when we're reflecting back on all of it, they were planting seeds for where I am now. And some of it was not necessarily about the career. It was about a healing time for me. So like when I was uh, working at the road construction company, not the first year, but kind of the second year for me to be able to go and travel and hang out with a couple of the coworkers that I did, who I really loved, even though they're like 50 year old men and were like best buds. I just, it was very healing for me because I was going through this unexpected breakup and like, I needed that. Like had I had a job where I needed to sit and I could think and I could like think too much and um, all that, like, you know, it would have been way harder, I think in a way, but it was just very pivotal in that moment that that opportunity was there and it helped kind of elevate me out of that sadness or kind of that chapter of things yeah yeah that sense of movement and it's one of the things that you probably already know this what I love about your posts with her elevated it's like this is not about losing weight this is not about looking a certain way I think that you and I really connected because you did that fashion show with mm -hmm. Athleta and it was like all bodies all ages all ethnicities all you know mm -hmm. it was so much fun and then there was a ben was there a benefit I think also associated with Front Street or is that am I confusing two different events uh it's probably separate probably separate yeah mm -hmm. maybe we could go there tell us about your relationship I think you're a board are you a board member yes so a board member for friends of Front Street Animal Shelter so not just Front Street but they kind of see like greater Sacramento area and help um additional um uh, organizations and smaller nonprofits and such. Mm -hmm. But yes, yeah, so that was just also kind of a planting seed thing, but also kind of connected through um, someone I had met who works at Front Street um, that we connected through uh, Instagram. And I um, love dogs. I've had dogs growing up my whole life and cats. And so for me, they hold like a special place. They're my best friend, you know, got a few of them. And um, Prior to starting Her Elevated, I was volunteering a little bit at the shelter on Front Street and um, loved doing the laundry. I mean, you think like, okay, Mary, a lot of people want to go work with the dogs, but I was like, I'm so content doing this laundry. Like that laundry area was my area. I would clean it. Loved spending like three hours just doing it. Simple, right? Not, not a lot, but it helps because they need that laundry to be done. And obviously they rely on volunteers for it so I would do the laundry and kind of that was that and then I started her elevated and I didn't have the time to go in any longer um, while trying to build the business and um, I was able to connect with a uh, Jen who works at Front Street because I had a cat come into my studio and um, he was not he definitely looked like um, he was he was out and he should not have been out um look like an indoor cat so I connected with her and then we kind of created this little friendship on Instagram and um so that that was that little seed right and then um I had a dog at the time my first year his name's Cooper and I had had him since I was 17 years old he was about 17 himself <laughs> and um unfortunately you know he got old and he passed away so I wanted to honor him in some way and I thought oh I'll have a dog party at the studio but 
at the same time, it was my first year. It's not like a lot of people knew who I was or what I was doing over on that corner. So I thought like, that's kind of strange if I just throw this dog party for no reason. So I decided to, um, after a few months after his passing, I decided to do a, like a Dia de los Perros Muertos party because obviously the celebration of honoring our like beloved past pets in this case, um, but also having it as a fundraiser as well. So there had to always be purpose behind it, right? So it wasn't about me making money. It wasn't about um, it benefiting me, but it was a way to honor my dog and other past pets um, from some of my clients to the community at the studio. And then also like contribute and give back to animals who are homeless. Oh, I love this. And I think as a, a dog owner myself, we always talk about this, that you may hear them from time to time in the, in the background. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they're, they're good right now. I think they're with my, my husband in his office. Mm-hmm. I had a guest, and I think it's actually two years ago. I almost said a year, but I think it was actually two years ago now, Michelle Marlihan, who's also a yoga teacher um, mm-hmm. here in the area. And she came on the show and we had like a fairly focused discussion on what we can learn from animals mm. what she's learned from yeah her animals and I'm like oh now we're coming back around to this again and I just I love that discussion and Front Street was actually really helpful to me when we had our second dog Freddie mm. he just showed up on our our doorstep and didn't want to leave <laughs> and after some investigations and a few trips to the mm-hmm. vet we found out um, he'd likely been abandoned and Front Street was like we it was the the first months of the pandemic and so oh. I think they're always overloaded, but they were like, we're really overloaded. Like we cannot, can you foster him for two weeks? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then they called me back at the two week point And I'm like, actually, they're like, great. And they <laughs> they're like, that's what we wanted. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I just hesitated a little bit. I'm like, well, and they're like, oh, that's, that's good. We'll just let it go. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're just, you call us if you change your mind. They yeah. were so happy. Um, well, it sounds like it was meant to be anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. Our, our little guy now, and he's best buds with our our senior lady, who's mm-hmm. 13, and Freddie, we think, is two or three. We're not really, oh, mm-hmm. we're not really sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're good company for yeah, one another. They really are. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, because um, I'm sure, like, now we see the, the her Elevated that's, like, the success, and... Um, so many people know about it and I think um, your classes are well attended you've got some great teachers I know Tristina and Michael mm-hmm. just have been like oh, I was so excited when I found out that yeah <laughs> starting there um, but I'm sure there's been some challenges along with very rewarding moments I'm just wondering if anything in particular or a few stand out in your mind is like something you overcame that was like unexpected and then like a beautiful revelation that you never saw coming? Well, I thought about that question for a little while and, you know, the most challenging, but the most rewarding are people. Um, And on a business aspect, I hadn't really not been confronted with working with people on this scale. Um, And um they can be very challenging at times, especially like if you have your own ways of doing things or your her, how you present yourself or what you expect in return, et cetera, can be very challenging. And for someone who at the time didn't have boundaries or 
or maybe wasn't very clear about um, expectations or whatever it is, you can feel like easily taken advantage of or um, take things personal, right? So that was probably one of my most challenging aspects. But at the same time, we're so much made of like the people of our community. And that is one of the most beautiful, I think, aspects of of the studio, right? So Mm -hmm. also it's not just... When, I, when I'm speaking here, I'm also going to speak in terms of like my community of women who are my her elevated clients who work with me. And that has been probably the most unexpectedly beautiful thing about the studio is I love like every woman that comes through. There's no drama. There's no clicks. There's no silliness I've experienced in other gyms. And when I see them start connecting outside of the studio or on social media or multi-class attenders who come at different times, but so they kind of, some of them know more than others. And when somebody new comes and they immediately like introduce themselves and um, I just, just, I love that so much. It, it warms my heart to see that like, you know, you can attend a place that is welcoming, supportive, and engaging all around. It's not just from the instructor necessarily, but you get the vibe on all aspects. The studio itself has those same energy and vibes to it. Um, Even if you didn't come to talk to anybody, you're still going to maybe feel those feelings from the studio itself. Um, So I would say that that has been the best part, along with, you know, to be honest, when I started the studio, I had no business plan. (laughs) I had no idea what I, like, I didn't go into it with this, like, intention or goal of, I want it to be this. I kind of took a similar, the similar concept of what Alicia was already working with. I inherited her renters that she had already had. And I had a few clients um, to bring over with me, but really all the client aspect was built from, you know, 10% of what I'm currently working with. So um, that's all new, but, but, uh, what I was going to say is that just to kind of let the studio blossom on her own and evolve on her own without creating these restrictions of a business plan kind of has been pretty cool to see. Um, because I didn't really know where I was going to take it necessarily. I just knew kind of what I wanted to create. And I was hoping that people would come and then it's kind of like, okay, well, let's see how this expands. And that in itself is pretty um, rewarding for me. I love hearing you express it this way. So what's funny is the, one of the classes that I taught at Figure Eight was with the nonprofit organization um, that I used to do a lot more work with, but the founder moved from California to the East Coast. So it's oh. a little more spotty now. It was called Shakti or is called Shakti Rising. Mm. That's their whole... Um, kind of ethos the way of doing things is like divine feminine sort of thing and it, it doesn't necessarily follow like the logical track of what mm. we're used to learning in mm. a in a more patriarchal world I guess and that's one of the thing is like how does the plan unfold and who sh- like instead of getting caught up with are 12 people registered ahead of time for your class it's like do the people who need to be there yeah. show up <laughs> right. Well, and it's funny because, you know, I was, I remember talking to somebody 
uh, right when I was starting, like my first couple months, and they asked me, well, did you calculate how many hours you need to be filled at that rate, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I, no, I didn't. And then they'd ask me some more typical business plan questions. And I thought, you know, if this is going to work, it's going to work how it organically should work because that's just who I am and that's how I'm approaching it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's okay too, because regardless, it'll still be a, maybe expensive, but it'll still be a, a nice life lesson, right? Mm -hmm. And um, not once did I say, oh, only one person's coming, you know, it's not worth my time. Like you put in the time and that's just what you do. And I had never had this type of work commitment before in my life. So for me, this was very challenging on all levels, but it wasn't this time around because it was my own. It wasn't a matter of whether I was going to do it or not. I just knew I was going to do it and I was going to show up and, you know, I don't cancel classes. I don't like very rarely have I ever canceled a class. Um, I don't know show. We're not late. Like we're just on top of things and that's how I've always run it. And I think that that for that reason, it has helped it become what it has become. That's a healing, I think, probably for the women who are coming there too, that it is such a different environment than what they're used to. And without those restrictions that allow them to be more themselves mm -hmm. in that space, right? Not and I hope so. That's what I want. You know, I don't want them to feel like they have to be something or be at a level or be at a certain weight, like lifting wise or body wise. Like you just come, you move. That's all that matters. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, I wanted to ask you also about your relationship with Hawaii. Mm. As my, I've noticed that you post a lot about it. Mm. And my family and I were really fortunate to be able to go um, in November. Mm. And I remembered looking at some of the things on your website about it. And I was like, oh, and I had friends who recommended things. And so I'm totally in love. But I, it feels to me like you have more of a vested interest in that place and goes yeah. on as you can I'd just love to for you to tell I us. love it yeah um there are so I've probably been about 15 times I and that's to like Oahu Kauai and Maui and um the first trip I ever went over was with like I think when my parents were divorcing when I was about six or seven and my mom took my brother my older brother and I and she had a friend over there who was living in Kauai. Um, and I just remember loving it so much, you know, and I, I love looking at my little self over there and like just how cute and happy she was, maybe even though she, there was a lot going on back at home. And um, since then, I've gone numerous times, whether it was for my mom took our family when I was 16. I went for senior trip. I went um, after I graduated college and just all these other numerous times. And um, there's something, as I've gotten older, I realized that it's very healing. And I mean, even if you look at look that up about like Hawaii and, and healing, it's very connected. And for me personally, I've been to a lot of places. I've been to a lot of tropical places. I've been to a lot of wonderful destinations, but none of them have ever made me feel as much as myself or um, the best version of myself. Like 
um, and not to be like in a, in a vanity way, but like my hair, my skin, mm-hmm. um, my internal like bliss, it just feels at home. And um, I love being warm. I love being hot. I love the sun. I love palm trees. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it and for Maui in particular um I just love all the beaches on Maui um I love that you get a little bit of um busyness but not a city busyness whereas Kauai is not as busy um and I'm actually going to be going to Kona for the first the big island um in a couple months for the first time so I'm looking forward to that so yeah oh no that's just love it and I'm going to share your um, link. Like a, a few people had asked me to like, oh, like share what you see and what you love when you come back because they're planning trips. And I, when I found that on your website, I'm like, oh, I'm going to share this with them too because a lot of your recommendations were similar to one's um, other friends. So check out <laughs> Katie's website or her link actually for her Maui recommendations um, and Hawaii recommendations if you're interested in, in going there. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask you about, sorry, I have it, a few things written down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, even when you talk about, there was a post, and I refer to social media a lot because in this day and age, that's, yeah, we yeah. learn a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. But you were like walking along the beach and you were doing step ups along this like stone. Oh, uh-huh. You're just like, I still need to, you know, get this move, this movement in. Yeah. And which is, you know, research, life experience, it tells us over and over and over again, like to be happy, to sleep better, to digest better, like all of these things means movement, but like it can be fun. You weren't in your gym, you weren't in her elevator, yeah. you're going for a walk and you're just doing step ups on the stone wall, looking at the beautiful ocean. So I wondered what your non-negotiable or almost non-negotiable self-care routines and practices are. And I suspect daily movement. <laughs> Yes, for the most part, but as much as that does um, really fill me, there are some days like today, I pop, I'm not leaving my house and I won't be doing anything. I mean, I will be attentive to not sitting for long periods of time, but I won't work out today or do any kind of like walking or anything. And I'm okay with that because it's balanced, right? You know, like it, not every day has to be that, even though majority of the time my day is filled with some form of movement. Um but I would say, you know, some of my non-negotiables are sleep. I don't require a lot of it, but I make sure that I'm not too sleepy because if I am, I'm not providing necessarily the best energy for my clients. And then also like it can make me a little more like anxiety prone and uh, a little like hypersensitive to things. So for me, sleep for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say... Um, you know, I'm pretty mindful now. I maybe not used to be, but I'm pretty mindful of like what I'm eating portions. You know, I definitely do not deprive myself of, um, things that I want to eat or drink, but I'm very mindful of how much I consume and kind of how often if that makes sense. Like I don't need to eat a bagel for breakfast and for lunch sort of thing. You know, like I can still have a bagel. I just don't need to be eating like constant carbs like that mm-hmm. something like that um i am pretty good at t- 
taking care of like my body, right? So I try to get a massage with um, Grace once a month. That really helps me. And um, I try to get a facial every like six to eight weeks. Those, those are my little like treats to myself, um, my little self-care treats. And also traveling, like a non-negotiable is travel. Like I, I don't spend a lot of time apart, like in Sacramento, outside of like my house or the studio, because I kind of save a lot of that time, energy, money for traveling and getting out of town. Mm -hmm. um, I know what a big difference it makes for me if I can just, even if it's for a night to get out of Sacramento, change my point of view, kind of uh, enjoy a relaxing evening away or a week or whatever. And I know that I always come back feeling like so much, so much more refreshed, so much more attentive, so much more present, so much happier. So. Yeah. Like literally changing your perspective. It's something we used to say, or I do say a lot in yoga, like just getting into a movement which causes you to be upside down. Mm. So whether you're like bending down and touching your toes or you're picking something up to like do that slowly, just because things look mm -hmm. different from there. And it's the same thing, like you said, even if it's for just a night, we just did that for New Year's. We just went down for like one night and it was like a little bit of a splurge, but it was so fun. Like it was just- and so it's not worth it. Yeah, it really is because, you know, it, it's so easy to get caught up in the grind of like, and I, I experienced it myself where I'm like, Ooh, like, I don't want to get away because I need to do stuff at the studio. And then you kind of, there's sometimes like little guilt, or maybe there's like this little like internal, like, mm, you don't need to be doing that. But then you realize like, once you go and do it and you just say, okay, everything's going to be fine. It'll be there when I get back and I'll deal with things when I get back. You're like, you go, you have the fun and you have the change of view and then you come home and you're like, Oh, I feel so much better. Like yeah. you just don't realize it, but it's so easy to like totally put it on the back burner when really that could be the solution to the stress you're feeling or mm -hmm. the funkiness that is lingering in this stagnant energy that you just like can't get out. It's can be fixed by movement, but also by travel. <laughs> No, oh, I'm totally on board. <laughs> and I love that. As I say to people, like finding a vacation, even wherever you are. And if you can't like actually get away for a night, like where could you go for the day? That's a mm. walking distance, like vacation in your own neighborhood in a park nearby. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, the weather is less amenable now, but I'm a huge fan of like packing a lunch and going to a, like a park. Totally. Your mm -hmm. book and like, that's kind of like a little mini mm -hmm. too that you know most people can afford as long as they have time off to right. to do mm -hmm. it um and I wanted to ask you if there's anything like I'm not sure if you're like a, if there's anything you've read or watched or heard about or experienced like something really fantastic that you think listeners should know about okay I'm gonna be really honest here and I rarely read mm -hmm. like I want to mm -hmm. you know used to be on that resolution list, which I do not create it, create anymore because they fail. So yeah. I don't do them, but I used to always be like, I'm going to read at least five books this year mm -hmm. when I probably read maybe one, like I, they, it puts me to sleep. It doesn't matter how good it is. I'm out within 
two pages. So it's <laughs> a sleep aid, which is no, it is literally my like dose of medicine. If I can't fall asleep, oh, just read something and you're out. It doesn't matter even how good it is. But um, so sad to say, and then I don't, I don't do like I, I don't watch any documentary type things per se. Um, which I'm like, I, it was like, it's kind of like a self question, like maybe you should really change some of your habits. But um, there is a book I'm going to read. And um, one of my clients actually told me about it. And it's called Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. And it is about, um, I think what my understanding is that it is about this girl who's writing about her grandma. Mm. So I'm really close to my grandma. And um, she's like my best friend and she's 94 and just love her to bits. And so I, I want to read this book because of her. And this client of mine, she read it for a book club and she had told me like, oh, I brought you up in the book club because you're the only person I know out of all of us there that has this close relationship with their grandma or, and she's still around. Um, and so I kept referencing you a lot. And so I just think you'd really like this book. And um, it's also, I think the, the granddaughter speaks kind of on um, her relationship, like growing up Jewish. And I've kind of grown up Jewish in a sense that um, my grandpa and his family, we didn't practice it, but all his siblings did. So I was kind of around it, but we didn't actually like go to temple or anything like that. So there is still that connection of that, but it's not necessarily like maybe as a, as someone who practices or grew up practicing Judaism. So yeah, I am gonna read that book so we can guarantee that uh, that book will get read this year, but- um, Name that one again? It's called Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look that up. And now I want you to, now that you brought it up, I've met your mom. Mm -hmm. I met your dad at one of the, tell me, tell us about your, your grandma. I have seen you post about her too, but like, yes. I love how your face just like. I just love her. Um, yeah, she is 94 and a half and her name is Phyllis and she lives alone she's still very independent she's been without my grandpa for over 20 years and um she just has a zest for life you know she still works um she has like some they have some family like uh books keeping stuff that they need to do and um so she goes into her office and every day she gets up and she gets dressed she doesn't sit around in her pajamas and she has purpose right and um it's very very admirable to know that she's been working basically since she was like 17 years old she's never retired um and she just has such a positive outlook on life and she's well traveled she made that um part of my life and made it a point to, for me to travel and i'm so thankful for her for doing that and i think it's made me a very well-rounded person and um she's just funny like even some of our trips to Hawaii were because she golfs and they're her golf trips so she, my mom tags along and then I tag along to be my mom's company so um you know there's that association there with her and um she's just yeah she's just everything and 
and I just love her so much. And that's part of the reason why I actually stayed in Sacramento was because I couldn't leave her. I, oh. um, I was gonna, I was living in Sydney and Australia and um, had a really hard time being there because I couldn't be away from my family for so long. And I've always wanted to live other places such as like Maui, but I was like, you know, I'm not going anywhere until she's gone. And so I need something to keep me rooted here. And that's also another reason, like I took the opportunity to start the studio was because I thought I need something to tie me down <laughs> and oh. that helps. So I, I love this so much. Like just the three generations of you traveling together. I heard of an interview with uh, Michelle Obama today about her new book, which I got for Christmas and I can't oh, fun. But she was talking about that sense of community and how when she was growing up, she's like, we lived with our grandparents. My other grandparents were around the corner. My aunts and uncles were nearby. And a lot of families are like really struggling now with this definition of nuclear and mm -hmm. not having a support system and like this extended family that has been happening, you know, for many generations. And now it's uncommon for people to be really close with their um grandparents and aunts mm. and uncles and cousins and we're all kind of isolated from one another and I too grew up in a household with my grandparents and my great-grandparents oh wow which that's was cool very, yeah it was very very strange but it's it, it is something that I look back on with like a lot of love like that was our normal mm -hmm. like and it is that is my norm like my mom and grandma and I that is part of who I am you know and I I unfortunately I have a very creative mind sometimes in the aspect of like I can't imagine what it's like without that and I think about that because that is the inevitable right as like silly as that sounds it, it's the truth it will happen you know and I just I can't imagine because of how close the three of us are like that changing and um, you know I just more than anything you know I'm thankful that I'm 37 years old and I still have my grandma and my mom and you know we get to travel together obviously not as far anymore but we spend time together all the time I, I stay with my grandma once a week my mom stays with her once a week and then sometimes both of us will just go like Christmas we stay the night with her at her house and we hang out and it's fun and it's easy and there's not much else I'd rather be doing <laughs> oh no it's 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 so great. My grandma, who actually raised me after mm. um, my mom passed away, her daughter, oldest daughter, she's 96. Mm. So she's back in Canada. Wow. And it is very strange being this this far from her. Mm. She's lived here. We've been here nine years now. And it's, you know, whenever I talk to her or FaceTime or something like that, she's just like, when are you going to come visit? It's the hardest thing. I've been back a few times, but yeah. not every year. And yeah. um, yeah, it does feel kind of strange to be away from that. But I yeah. love that that came up as part of your story about your book and yeah. just learning a little bit more. And I think it's interesting when you think of the formation of a person and how that association with your family and going to Hawaii and having it be this sweet place, even when other difficult things were going on, mm -hmm. came this solace. And it sort of feels like at your core at your root that this is it's not going to Hawaii but it's going to this place at her elevated where people can feel like their best selves mm -hmm. 
that's that sort of feels like your your mission yeah and that's exactly kind of what I want and regardless of what you're coming to the studio for like you know when you walk into a space and you're like mm, I don't like it in here or mm, it just like there's something about it I mean if if you're attentive enough to kind of like yourself right and um I would say I used to not think so much about that but as I've gotten older like I really pay attention to that and um I love when I'm at the studio and someone new comes in or or whomever and they just say I love it in here like I love how it feels and like that right there is like okay I'm doing something right because I want that to be an immediate feeling and kind of hold that space for somebody while they're there whether they're there for a sound bath or to lift weights or to do yoga or you know to have a photography session so oh, that's right mm -hmm. that was so fun though there was one it was probably more than one but there was one event that you had where you could get your portrait done in front of it was like this pink fabulous pink backdrop and oh that was the our anniversary party yeah yeah mm -hmm. no that was that was great and the photos turned out great too. yeah they were super cute and like, you know, we did what the Operation Her Elevated, where we had all those women, you know, who chose to share their body story and then kind of like pose in their underwear. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be really uncomfortable, obviously. You know, you're also most of these women, they don't know each other. So here they are with four to five other women in the room and basically modeling themselves with underwear on just underwear on and it can be very intimidating but I think the comfort of the space and just the energy of the people that come through the space provide this kind of invisible hug of like everything's gonna be fine it doesn't matter that you're in your underwear you know like just be you and it's it's beautiful to watch or to have watched um these little photo sessions where you can tell people are antsy, they're a little uncomfortable, little reserved, naturally so. Um, and then as you know, the time goes on within 20 minutes, it's like, oh, I want to do that shot. I want to do that, you know, and you see their whole demeanor change. And that, you know, that's not easy to create necessarily. So I, I always tell the studio that like she's doing that because that's her I kind of refer to her as her own entity <laughs> and like even though I refer to us as we but um like she's holding that space for people you know the plants the lighting the everything that is in all those walls are kind of holding that space for people it's a safe safe space I mean people throw that word around a lot but it, I believe it is a safe space it's like a sacred Mm -hmm. for all that happens there and people pick up on that kind of energy you know it lingers even after you're gone and I I think you're right that series um it wasn't like people were posing in their underwear like it didn't give off that vibe like mm -hmm. you're always posing in your underwear and it like immediately goes <laughs> something like kind of nefarious or yeah yeah whatever and it, it's not that at all it's just these like beautiful women with really interesting stories to tell and being really vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, in the way that they're posing. And that's, I mean, the magic of the photographer, the magic of the space and like each person, each woman being able to feel she can be herself in yeah. that space and that. So that's a testament. Yeah. 
We're actually going to do two more little sessions. We we tried to close the chapter, Stacy and I, Stacy the photographer, uh, Stacy Doyle, and um, I thought, you know, her and I never actually did one, so it's our turn. And then we were able to recruit a couple others. So yeah, we'll be having sometime over the next year, like four of those sort of posts go through and we're changing it up a little bit this time. It'll be a little bit more like movement focus and um, fitness. When I say fitness, I'm definitely not talking like Instagram influencer fitness, but like mm. just movement and fitness for your everyday person. Yeah. Um, kind of base it around that a little bit more i feel like that's even better i stopped um <laughs> i stopped like it's not to be mean but i realized that a lot of these account like a lot of the yoga accounts i was following that's just all they would post is like an idealized version of a person doing the most <laughs> difficult right. yoga. i'm like why like why am i doing this yeah like, does it feel good to like initially it did and then i'm like yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It's the realistic yeah. stuff of everyday people. And I think more and more people are starting to feel that way. It's like this this feels more real to me than Yeah. Well, and that like kind of going back to your question about, you know, like following read read any book or listening to anything or following people that are making a difference. And to me, I'm very much inspired by just the women that come into my studio, you know? Like they may not have this like social media presence or this image of whatever, but I will take that any day over the other. And I'm inspired by, you know, the career moves they make, the personal growth they've had, the shift in energy they've had about whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, sometimes with the way that social media has evolved and what's popular on social media, you know, we, we forget that like, there's actually something really special about being more or less like just your normal person. And that in itself is really magical and cool too. Like some of the stuff that some of my, my ladies that come through, whether they're retired or whatever it is, like I am inspired by so much of that versus anything, not anything, majority of the things that I'm seeing online and can't relate to or don't connect to or, or you know, there's a false, a false voice behind it or, um, you know, it lacks integrity or maybe it, can just you can just read the energy of like someone's you know like there's something else strange going on here like there's more to this but obviously it's not shown because it's not the image that people buy into which is unrealistic anyways yeah so more of those photo shoots we can look forward to in 2023 yes. and what else is happening her. I know you're redoing your website. Yeah, that should be out tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Um, we've offered under my umbrella of her elevated classes, uh, we have two new offerings. So we have a yoga class starting Monday evenings. Um, and then we have this kind of, it's kind of like a cardio kickboxing type class that uh, we're offering on Friday mornings, apart from all my strength and cardio classes that are held weekly. And really trying to evolve 
that. So maybe adding another class or two and then adding on to my, what I call like an elevated VIP. So that's anybody who works under my classes. I host monthly events. Some cost money, some don't. They can sign up or they don't have to. And as a way for people to kind of engage outside of studio movements and maybe expand on trying something new or um, just gathering outside to create community that's not just focused around our fitness classes. So like we're going on a hike next this month and some we have the option to like stay at an Airbnb and do like vision board stuff. And then, yeah, next month we're doing a high tea slash watercolor painting um, class inside the studio. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we'll just do like karaoke one night. Um, I'm going to throw my anniversary party, which I'm going to do in June. Um, and yeah, we just do more hiking and things like that to kind of give you a well-rounded elevated version of yourself and not just, you know, um, about movement. So. Oh, okay. So for people to get the full roster, cause I was going to be like, tell us every day, but I looked, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you have like multiple classes a day. So it's on Instagram. It's her underscore elevated. Correct. Right. Yes. And then, but then your website is her elevated dot co. Oh, dot co. Okay. Dot co. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will put all those links in the show notes and when I post on Instagram and stuff, I'll share um, those links as well. And I know you have a link tree. So if you, whether you follow um, her elevated on Instagram or go to her website, there's a link tree there with kind of mm-hmm. all the schedules and pertinent yes. stuff. And all the other events that take place that are not my events. So like the sound bath, the cacao ceremonies, the drum circles, the yoga classes led by Roots to Wings. Um, we have a kundalini, a once-a-week kundalini yoga. We also have a Brazilian zouk dance um, that takes place once a week. Um, and then we have kind of random events that pop up here and there, such as like um, small business markets or um, random things. Yeah. Well, you rent this space too, right? Yes. Like- mm-hmm. So all of those are independent um instructors who rent the space and then they host their own events we have gabrielle she's um does a lot of like she does these mini adult retreats so the first hour will be um some form of movement led by kate and then she does some kind of crafts like mobile making soap making Mm. um cheese board making so she's super crafty and creative so there's always some sort of like artistic association with it along with some movement and then she provides like a really nice snack table too (laughs) which is very important (laughs) actually that's something I have to say every time I've I've been you've had like a phenomenal selection of food and hey you know what like if you're gonna do it you gotta do it good and like it's to me it's so important that like you know I want to if I'm going somewhere I want to have like eat something nice you know and make it cute and all that. Um, so I try to do that for my stuff, but then like she does, she does make a really, she makes her own bread and oh, wow. she gets ginger Elizabeth and she has Poppy's creations do like a little cheese board and it's good. And then you get to do something crafty. So that's fun too. Yeah. yeah. I like that you're hosting 
I like the the vision board thing is always like something I used to do that kind of every New Year's or somewhere you know in this yeah. between um, Christmas and New Year's. I no longer have the whole week off I used to <laughs> for like yeah. year, eight years. I've had it off every year, and this year I don't. I still get some time off, but yeah. it's not the whole week. But vision. I mean, you can do a vision board any yeah. time. Anytime. Just like you can make a resolution anytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ned, do you have a hike? Oh my goodness. Okay, so so many exciting things yeah. coming up. That's a good stuff. Yeah. Anything on your anything on your heart? Anything that feels important to share before we wrap up or you want people to know? You know, more than anything, I just wish people knew how strong they are to make changes in their life. You know, I've seen so much of um people don't necessarily feel like they're capable of like long-term feeling well and like mm -hmm. making positive long-term changes for themselves, whether that's how they eat, how they move or both or mm -hmm. how they take care of themselves. And regardless of how old you are, regardless of where you're at, you're, we're all deserving and we're all capable of having that. And um, you don't have to live your one life feeling crappy in whatever way that is. Mm -hmm. And if you really want that change, like go get that change because that was such a pivotal time for me of like when I was kind of really down in the dumps about how I felt, my anxiety, my skin, my hair was falling out, my skin was crazy. Like you'd never know that looking at me now necessarily, but like, um, you know, you're not stuck and you can have change and you can feel good and you can move well and you can eat well and you can do all those things. And I wish I could, if I had a magic power, mm -hmm. I would like let people know how capable they are and wish I could give them the remedy to make that happen, but they have to do it for themselves, right? Regardless of like what people tell them. Um, and so more than anything, I just wish people knew how much they could change and live life feeling good oh, well that is your I think that is your superpower <laughs> what you're doing you know every day day in and day out with these classes and so much on the roster and so much variety so I mean every single person has their different unique preferences and ways mm -hmm. of moving and you've mm -hmm. provided more options I think than many people realize are possible and to come from this one source mm -hmm. so if you're in the sacramento area listeners i mean even if you're not i'm katie is just such a joy to follow online and is always um posting these great tips for for movement and short little inspirational things and musings just like we've been talking about here so i want to encourage you to follow her but if you're local it's a chance to really uh get involved in a, in a it's like i wouldn't even call it a gym no, it's not. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. Everyone thinks we're a yoga studio. So <laughs> I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, so you teach yoga? And I'm like, oh, no, but we have yoga. Um, but we actually are a, a strength gym. Um, we're not CrossFit or we're not powerlifting. Um, because, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's not about weight loss. It's not about necessarily being this like, super pumped up person it's really just about moving and feeling good and feeling empowered with whatever weight you are using and um 
you know, that, that in itself is way more um, sustainable um, in the long run anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Thank I, you for... I keep moving because the sun is. No, I know. It's okay. It's okay. But to have that sunshine, but thank you for allowing me to have, you know, some time to speak about my studio and myself. And like, I, I really appreciate that. So it's been a joy and I look forward to seeing more of you in, in 2023 even just in talking yeah to you and as we kind of I feel like for three years we've been saying as we come out of the pandemic and then it just sort of you know there's still this ongoing thing that it feels like it's a permanent part of our mm-hmm. now and I want to step out a little bit more but as we were talking about earlier into the right space mm-hmm. um, and I, I do truly believe that what you're doing in the space you're creating is a safe that feels safe space that feels safe on multiple mm-hmm. levels. So um, I'm going to make a commitment. <laughs> to be well, we're, we're there when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Whether it's like coming to classes regularly or I've got ideas steering for like hosting yeah. events and special occasions and stuff like that. And knowing that it's just right there, supporting a local business, like big on that too. Um, yeah in each newsletter that I do. Oh, speaking, so those mm-hmm. who are listening, it's January 1st when we're recording this. This is coming out later in January, but I do a monthly newsletter. Um, it's partially about the podcast featuring, so Katie will be um, featured in the February version that comes out. Um, you can go to my website, you can go to the link in my bio to subscribe. It's all good news. You know, I know there's bad stuff in the world, but <laughs> I don't dwell on any of that in um, the newsletter. I know we'll find more than enough of that just looking yeah. at our phones. <laughs> um, so I promise I'm only sharing um, good, interesting, fun stuff. I'm not selling information to anybody. This is just another way for us to keep in communication. And to all those of you who wrote back this morning after you got the newsletter, giving me your own updates and expressing thanks that meant the absolute world and meant my day, made my day. Katie, you have a newsletter too, I believe, right? I do. Yeah. So I send uh, one studio newsletter out a month and then I also have one for my clients, a separate one. Okay. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we will wrap up for now. I'll include all the pertinent information in the show notes. Thank you, Katie, again for making time today. Remember, listeners, it is always a great time for your mind and your body and your heart to be on the mat for whatever workout that you need. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm.